Hello, welcome, welcome. I am so happy that you are here to listen to my next episode of my podcast. If you haven't heard my first one, please listen to it first so you can understand what is going on. Then you can come right back and listen to this podcast. Um, my name is Jocelyn, for those of you who don't know me. And let's get started, okay? So, like I said, if you haven't heard my first podcast, go check it out. Because I am not going to, you know, talk about anything of what I said on my first podcast. Because it's in my first podcast. So, go listen to my first podcast. Okay. So, to those of you who are listening to my first podcast... Um, you know where I'm at with my story. So I'm going to refresh just a little of what happened. And I'll get going on with the details of my story. So like I was saying in my first podcast. Um, so I did say that I had to go into surgery for a dnc okay so um let me just take back the story just a little bit and um i'm going to start off where um okay so it was around december okay and um like i said um it was my fifth pregnancy okay this was 2019 it was around october when i found out i was pregnant um i got married in september so september i was married october came around i found out i was pregnant um i confirmed it you know within a week you know, because my body told me, you know, you know your body, okay? When something's going on, your body will tell you, okay? So I was feeling a little bubbly and I felt, you know, all weird and tingly inside. And I, like, knew I was going to be pregnant. I was like, okay, I'm pregnant. But just to double check, I made sure until my period was skipped. So... I, I'm always sure on my dates when it comes to my period. So when I missed the first day of my period, I was like, okay, I'm pregnant. And I waited a few more days and then I checked and it came out positive. Um, I did wait, you know, a few weeks. So I actually found that I was pregnant like around the first around first or second between the first few days of October but I waited like a whole month you know so when I checked you know I got one of those pregnancy tests that tell you how far along you are and it had said um three weeks plus and I was like oh my god like this is unbelievable so I was excited you know and having APS and not knowing is very 
at the time when you don't know, you can't think about it, you know? Because you don't know that you have APS. I don't know if that makes sense. But, like, I was happy, okay? But I was worried because after all the losses that I've been through, um, you know, I was like, oh, dear God, I hope I don't have another loss. I hope, you know, I was thinking of everything, all the possibilities that could go right and wrong. So I immediately tell my husband about the good news, you know, and he was worried and excited, you know. And um when my first you know, I had to confirm it, you know, with the doctor, so I made some appointments. Um I wanted to get uh ultrasound done to see you know how was the baby doing and everything so I go to the doctor and then she, like we're talking and then she's like maybe there's a possibility that you could have APS and she did mention it you know but I wasn't really I don't want to think about it okay so it was my fifth pregnancy and she did tell me something about APS but you know I wasn't really wanting to listen to what she had to tell me because I was just scared and I felt like if I was thinking about it too much I felt like I was overwhelming myself you know with like negative thoughts and I felt like it was just too much stress and you know just I didn't feel right to like have all these bad feelings because I felt like the baby would feel it too, you know? It would, like, affect the baby somehow, you know, just being sad and crying all the time and just worrying. And I just wanted to live in the moment and just enjoy my pregnancy. So I go to the ultrasound and, you know, I'm just lying there and the lady she's just putting in the information and i remember she had said i've seen you a couple of times and you know i didn't really want to like remember her like i didn't want to like confirm you know that she was right but you know i was like i mean she's gonna know because you know how they ask you for the information to put in the ultrasound and she asked me, how many miscarriages have you had? And I told her, and she was like, oh, I'm sorry. And I was like, yeah, you've seen me a couple of times. And then, like, she didn't say much, but, you know, maybe she thought I had, like, successful pregnancies, but she didn't know. So I was just like, it was just an awkward silent, you know, after I told her. And then... um um the student it was actually a student who did this and it was the other lady i knew the other lady i think she was like british or something and the other student like she was like um practice you know so she was like i hope you don't mind but um do you mind if i just practice a little bit on you and i was like i don't i wanted to say no because i was scared but you know i felt bad i was like well she has to practice on someone so i was like Oh, I feel bad. So I just let her do her thing. And she's in there with the camera. I had a vaginal, transvaginal. 
um, ultrasound, and it was really uncomfortable. I just, I don't like those type of ultrasounds, but they said it's better because it gets a better view, but, you know, it's whatever. Um, so, after that, she's just moving around the camera, and I'm over here thinking, like, oh, God, like, I hope there's a baby in there, like, I hope it's fine, and, you know, I'm just praying, you know, that everything's gonna be fine. After, like, an hour and, like, 30 minutes goes by, like, I look at the, like, at the screen, I mean, the whole time I was trying to look at the screen, but since I couldn't move, I couldn't get the right angle to see the screen because it was, like, towards them. It wasn't really towards me. Um, after I saw the screen, I saw, like, a little bubble and, like, a little, you know, just something small. And I looked at it very closely, and I was like, oh, my God, is that the baby? And then um, she was like, go change, and we'll talk about it. So... I changed real quick. I got cleaned up and everything. And I go back out and they were like, congratulations. And I was like, oh my God, no, this is not true. Like, I was in shock, you know, like I already knew it, but I was still in shock because I just like, I was like, oh my God, this is it, you know? And I was like, so how far along am I? And then they were like, you're six weeks. And I was like, what? It was already... Oh, what? September, October, November. It was already November when I went to the doctor's appointment. So, like, I wasn't really keeping track. You know, I'm not good at tracking. So, you know, I just asked them just in case. I was a week off, okay? So, when they told me I was six weeks, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I'm a week off. But, you know, I'm I'm, I'm happy that the baby's fine. And just when you look at your baby like so tiny it makes you like want to cry you know of joy and you just think like a lot of things come to your mind in that very moment like you're already trying to plan its future when it's barely a baby itself you know like it depends on you so much and every time I look at it, like, and when I remind myself those moments that I was living, not knowing I had APS at the time, you know, now that I do know, like, it makes me even more sad because I could have done so many things to prevent this pregnancy lost, you know, I've could have gotten on Lovenox, I've could have gotten on at least some baby aspirin, you know, something could have been done, but when you just don't know, you just, you can't really do much, you know, like, whatever happens has to happen, and that's just the sad reality, you know, it's overwhelming, and I feel like once they tell you you have APS, you feel like your world falls apart, you know? Like, everything just comes crashing down, and you're putting pieces together, broken pieces together, 
you know and for what like you've been through so many losses like what else am I supposed to do like it's just so devastating when I think about it it really breaks my heart you know just thinking how far along I was and just thinking that this baby was already breathing had a beating heart and it just suffocated with some blood clots you know and it breaks my heart you know like what was the baby feeling like was it even feeling anything like it was just so sudden you know and I never realized how serious the problem was because I could have gone through something much worse you know um like I said I did get a DNC done and it was like urgent but something else could have gone wrong you know and I wouldn't have known you know and the funny thing is that since the beginning of my pregnancy of this last pregnancy I was bleeding you know every day every week I was bleeding you know it was rare just like maybe one or two days that I wouldn't and then it would start again and then it was just like back and forth you know so um yeah um going forward um so when I tell my husband about this baby, you know, he was excited about it and he was worried at the same time. And I try not to like, you know, I try not to seem concerned, you know, because if he was worried about it and I was worried, then the mood was just ruined, you know. So I was like trying to be positive, trying to like keep my spirits up. He wasn't much of you know support about it he was happy but very little you know he was more worried and he even told me that day he was like what if you lose it and that was like the last thing I didn't want to hear him say that you know and I was like well I can't blame him because after so many pregnancy losses I mean what else could we expect you know so I was just like, everything's going to be fine. I just want, you know, regular checkups. You know, I was doing whatever I could to not lose this baby. And um, uh, he did tell me, like, about what did the lady think about me losing blood every day. And I told her about it, you know. Because I had told my husband that I was bleeding every week. And I even told the lady that did my ultrasound. I was like, hey, do you know why I would be bleeding? And, like, the only thing she could say was it's either because of implantation. And I was like, but it's already implanted. So I don't think that's a possibility. And then she would say maybe it's because it's growing and it's just stretching my uterus out. And I was like. I don't know, maybe, because I would cramp sometimes, so I don't know if that was the reason, but, you know, that was it, there was nothing more, or she would say that it was an abortion, you know, it was like a miscarriage, sorry, not an abortion, (laughs) a miscarriage, and I was like, well, that's very concerning, and she was like, well, if it is, you really can't do much at this time because it's so little, you know? 
And I was like, well, that's not helpful. Um, makes me feel very helpless. <laughs> if someone just tells you you can't really do much, you know. Um, so that was it, you know. And I told my husband, and he wasn't really happy about it. He was like, so they're just going to wait until it dies, you know, or something bad happens to you. And it's really hard to explain to your husband. But I feel like most guys, most, I don't know. If your husband is very understanding, then I applaud you. Because you don't have to struggle through having to explain these things to your husband. Because my husband doesn't seem to get it in his thick skull that... When a woman has a miscarriage, you really can't do much, you know? It's just so hard. My husband doesn't really know much about the female, you know, relating to, like, periods or miscarriages or, like, infertility issues. Like, he just doesn't understand how a woman, how a woman's body works, you know? And it surprises me because I'm just like, did he not go to school or does he just not know or, like... I'm concerned, you know, because I get tired of explaining to this. I get tired of explaining this to him, you know, and it's every time, you know, I have to explain and explain and explain. And he just doesn't understand. I'm just like, okay, at this point, I just give up, <laughs> you know, like I'm just whatever happens, happens. And, you know, let's move on. It's very stressful, you guys, you know, <laughs> If you're a man, a guy listening to this podcast, oh my God, please do not stress your girlfriend or wife out. Like, please learn how the way a body works, specifically a woman's body. Learn about their periods, learn about miscarriages, infertility issues. You know, you have to be open-minded to these things you know because a girl knows how a guy's body works well i'm sure most of females you know they know you know just when you don't know something just google it (laughs) google will always be there for you guys um going on um so Oh my god. I'm so sorry, you guys. I'm supposed to be taking my nap, but I couldn't nap, so. I'm sorry if you guys hear me yawning throughout my podcast. <laughs> um, so, going on, um, a few months, no, a few weeks went by, and I went to my other ultrasound. I think it was like three weeks for my last one, for my first one. And um, they checked, you know, because my doctor, um, she was worried that I was going to have a miscarriage. So I did have a midwife. She did give me a midwife. And um, I was going to her and I explained to her what had happened, you know, that I was bleeding and I was, you know, constantly bleeding. And she came up with the same thing the other lady had told me. 
that it was possibly like a miscarriage or growing or implantation, you know, and none of that seemed to like satisfy me, you know, coming from a midwife, I felt like she, she should have been more experienced, you know, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but I feel like she should have known more of what was going on, you know, I just feel like APS isn't really an option at the time you know it's not really a possibility at the time because it has to be tested you know it's always miscarriages and it's always um implantation or your uterus is growing you know but i feel like there should be more than just that because aps is a thing and it's out there and there are a lot of women who don't know about it and go through so many pregnancy losses, like, and after their fifth one or their third one or their tenth one, they come to find out that it's APS. And once, and once, I'm sorry, and once they find out it's APS, their world just comes tumbling down because then they start to understand why the miscarriages, why all this bleeding why infertility issues because of APS you know and it's very devastating once you've tried and tried and tried like you just feel so exhausted you feel half of a woman you feel like you're not satisfying your needs your husband needs to like give them a family or you feel like you don't you're not a woman 100% because you can't give birth you know, and ladies, you should not feel like that at all. I know in the moment you might feel that, but just know that it's not your fault, okay? And just know that if you do come to find out at the end of why you have infertility issues, it's okay, you know? Don't beat yourself up because you are enough. You are strong. I mean... If you've been through so many pregnancy losses, that makes you strong, okay? Because it's not easy. It's not easy to say goodbye. It's not easy to say hello, you know? And it's not easy to let it go. So, you know, just let it go. Don't beat yourself up, you know? And just find treatment. And you just need to take some time to yourself to heal And to, you know, whenever you feel ready, you can always try again, but the right way with treatment, okay? Now that you know, all you need to do is, you know, be more strict about it. Be more cautious. Be more, you know, you're aware already. So, you know, just try to be positive about it. Okay, because I know once they told me I had APS and after my first lo- my fifth loss, I felt like my world was coming down. You know, and now that I know about it, I do want to try again, but like the right way with treatment and, you know, to see if I can, you know, because I will do anything, you know, to like, make sure my baby's fine once I do find out that I'm pregnant. Um, Right now, I'm just taking time to myself 
to heal because it's been only a year so in a year I went through so much and now 2020 went by and you know during the whole 2020 and the pandemic I was healing from 2019 all those losses I had and then the pandemic you know and then knowing I had APS you know in mid 2020 you know I'm just still healing okay I'm just still healing it's still a new year 2021 I don't know if this is the year you know I don't know if next year might be the year but I just know that I'm healing I'm still in process I'm still finding out discovering ways to make sure that if I do decide to get pregnant again that it is the right way that it is on treatment and I will clearly I want to make it clear to the doctor you know what I've been through and that I want regular checkups if it has to be a weekly twice a week I will make that happen to make sure that this baby's fine I don't want to go through another loss that's my other fear so I'm trying to you know I'm still healing but um you should come up with a plan you know Uh, and if you're going through this at the moment you know just take your time and don't just number one don't blame yourself that is all i could say don't blame yourself and you know they say that the people who are closest to god are women you know moms You could be a mom of one kid, two kids, how many kids? Or you could be a mom of an angel, you know. It could be one angel, two angels, five angels. But God's watching and God knows what you're going through and he sees you suffering. And he will reward you with your rainbow baby, you know. He will stop the pain and he will, you know, give you that peace that you're looking for. The answers, you know, that you're looking for to your questions. You know, he's there. And all you have to do is just have a little bit of faith and hope in him. You know, let him know that you believe in him and that you are open to him. And that you need help because that's all there is to it, you know. Um, I was, I, since the beginning I knew I was pregnant with my fifth one, I prayed. I prayed every day and I let him know and he saw me suffer and I begged him so many times for mercy you know because i felt like at the time i felt like he was punishing me but at the time you know it was just i was going through a lot you know so um i was really close to him and till this day like i feel like i feel a little bit relieved because even though i've lost five babies i thank him that it wasn't anything extreme you know i could have lost my uterus i will explain why but um (laughs) 
the story's still going. I'm just, you know, commenting a little bit, you know? So, um, yeah, I'm already getting emotional about it. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, um, ladies. <laughs> Let's keep going with the story. Oh, my God. So, the appointment. <laughs> I was at my appointment, um, and the lady came in with a little laptop. I think she was going to give me, like, an ultrasound. And she came in with this with this guy, you know, and she was like, okay, so tell me a little bit about your situation and, you know, what's going on. And my husband was just sitting there, and and he just was looking at me like, what's going on? I mean, he doesn't know English, you know, so... <laughs> It was pretty, I felt bad for him because, like, oh, he doesn't know English. He doesn't know what they're saying, you know. He could catch a few words, but he's not fluent, you know, and he's not, you know, nothing to do with English. It's not his, you know. So I was just talking. We were just talking. He was just awkwardly there in the corner. And then the the guy just comes, and he, like, lifts up my shirt, and he was like, okay, tuck this in. We're going to put some cream on, and we're going to get the ultrasound done. And I was like, okay. And then I told the doctor, and I was like, so I've had, so far I had four miscarriages. And then she was like, okay, first of all, um, that's not possible. And then in my back of my head, I was like, excuse me, like, what are you talking about? Like, do you call yourself a doctor? You know, how are you going to tell me that that's not possible? I'm telling you. I've had four miscarriages, or four, I mean, for me, I, I don't know how doctors think, but they should read between the lines, okay? Um, there might have been chemical pregnancies, but um, or miscarriages, but she was just like, no, like, that's not possible. And then I was like, if she's a doctor, then, like, if... I'm not saying something right, she could correct me. But, like, she just... She was just like, no, that's not possible. So I was like, okay, whatever. And then she was like, I... I mean, I could believe, like, one or two. It's, like, the window of you losing one or two in the beginning, that's very natural. And then I was like, how is that natural? Like, that should be concerning, like... And she was like, one out of ten, no, three out of ten um, young moms lose um, their first baby or their second baby. And I was just like, and that's normal? I was like, I find that very concerning, you know? And I was like, especially for someone that's young, you know, a young mom. But I was just like, my head was all over the place. So I don't know what was going on. And then she was just like, okay, so um, I'm just going to put for the record that you lost two. And I was just like, what? Like, okay, whatever. Like, she's just putting whatever in my profile, and I guess she doesn't care. Like, I felt like she was being ignorant, you know, and she was a doctor. So I was just like, she studied for this, and... She's not listening. Okay, great. Let's move on. Um, I didn't want to, like, start up anything because, you know, I was already worried. 
and just fighting it wasn't gonna get us anywhere okay so because she was gonna think she's above me because she studied or whatever you know so i would i just try to do my part and calm i calm myself down you know so i just wanted to see the baby okay <laughs> so she did the ultrasound and she was like okay so it looks like the baby's fine um we're gonna check its heartbeat and they checked the heartbeat and then they were like the baby's fine um in a few weeks we should get another ultrasound done and um yeah that was it that was basically it and then my husband like he came and he was like what did they say and i was like did you not see the baby on the ultrasound he was like i didn't know what you guys were doing and i was like once again I had to explain everything to him because he didn't understand what was going on. So I was like, but you did see the screen. I was like, yeah, like, but I didn't see anything. And I was like, what? And I was like, I saw it. And he was like, I didn't see anything. And I was like, okay, I'm just, the baby was just shy. So it hit. (laughs) So a few weeks went by. Um, and from that last, from the second ultrasound I had, I didn't had one again until, until my pregnancy last. So December came around and I was with my midwife, you know, I would always go to my midwife every week. You know, every week for 14 weeks because that's how long I was pregnant for. Um, And between, I would say, 11 through 14 weeks, I didn't get an ultrasound done, you know. And I was very concerned, you know, because I was still bleeding and the only thing my midwife would recommend me was to sit down and to not lift heavy things, to not stress out, no negative thoughts. And like, what else can you possibly think when you're bleeding every week? You know, you just start to panic and you just start to think the worst, you know, like, oh, my God, I'm losing the baby. You know, you just a lot of things go through your head and it's just very hard when someone tells you not to stress out because if no one's giving you answers to your concerns or your questions like of course you're going to stress out it's just, it's likely that you will uh, and so i would always you know say the house was always a mess i wouldn't clean I wouldn't lift heavy things. I was just all about the baby. And my husband knew it too, you know? He was he was like, if you don't have to clean, if you don't have to lift heavy things, just just focus on you, okay? That's the only thing I want. And I was like, you know, he's right. I should just focus on myself. I don't care if the whole house is a trash can and it looks dirty, you know, because I was doing everything I could 
to to have this baby and and so I left the whole house I didn't even cook for him you know <laughs> so he would get back to work and I wouldn't even cook anything he wouldn't have um dinner he would just go out for takeout because I would feel very stressed sometimes you know cleaning and like doing all the housework by myself and um I'm sorry I just I was thinking about it you know all the things I've been through in such a little amount of time of my life. Um, anyways. So. He would always check up on me though. Like he was all like. What did, the myth, what did your midwife tell you? How's the baby going? And every time I would go. Like, my midwife would never find the baby's heart, you know? She would use, like, a little Doppler. And she would really push against my my abdominal area. And she was like, I'm sorry if it hurts. You know, I'm just really trying to find the baby's heart. And I was all like, well, it seems like you never do. <laughs> and then she was just like, well, it's because the baby's still little. And, you know. And I was like, well, I'm already, like, around... I'm close to four weeks. I mean, four, I'm sorry, not four weeks, four months, you know? And then she was like, well, yeah, but I feel like the baby still needs more growing to do, you know? And then she was like, um, the baby sometimes gets scared with the sound, you know, of the Doppler. They get scared of their own heart, you know? And I was just like, so... The baby can hear already. The baby can hear already, you know. I thought that was later, like when they're like around six or seven months. When, you know, they can hear outside noises. And I was just confused. I was like, okay, if she says so. And then she would say that the wave is, um, it's bad for them to hear, you know. And I was just like, okay. I mean, I've known a lot of moms that have done it, and they're so early, you know, and the baby comes out fine, you know, and I was just like, okay, if she says so, so I wasn't going to argue with her, but, you know, she would, she, she would never find the heart, you know, and my husband was always there with me at my appointments, you know, he would sit outside, he wouldn't come in with me. But, like, he was always waiting for me to say something exciting, you know? Something, at least, like, oh, she found the heart, the baby's fine, or something like that. But, no, I would always tell him, well, she couldn't find the heart, you know? And every time I would tell him that, even though I didn't want to, like, I felt like he would lose hope on me, you know? I felt like he was just, like frustrated that nothing was done you know and he just wanted he just wanted to know if the baby was fine and I was just like well I still feel pregnant and then he would just laugh and he would you know give me a little smirk you know I always tried to make him feel 
positive, you know, because he's he's much of a downer sometimes, you know, when he's sad, you know, that's it, you know, no human can get him out of his pool of sadness. Not even me. I mean, not even his own mom, you know? So I was just like, okay, I'm just gonna stay positive. And I would tell him too, like, I need your support. So if I see you sad, you're making me feel bad, you know? And that shouldn't be the case either, you know? You should always have someone there to support you. Like, if it's not your husband, then find someone else, you know? And it's just really stressful. And I feel like, I don't know, I don't want to talk bad about him. But, like, I understand him a little bit. I mean, I don't know how... I feel like guys don't take in bad information as good, you know, as good. I'm doing the little gesture moment in the little quotes as good. Because, yeah, I know I've lost five, I mean, four I know I lost four at the time and pregnant with this fifth one. But, like, I felt like he just wasn't, I felt like he was too negative for me. You know, he wasn't still, he wasn't living in the moment. You know, he was still living the four pregnancies that I've lost. You know, he was still remedescing. Because I feel like he was so excited and he was just like, it's just so devastating that you tell me that I'm going to be a dad. And then I get all excited for nothing. And I was like, hey, man, like, come on, a little support, please. I'm the one that's carrying the baby. Like, what are you doing? Like, I'm over here being heartbroken. I feel half of a woman because I'm losing all these babies and you're over here telling me these things like hello like you're not the only one going through this shit (laughs) so (laughs) so yeah um we wouldn't argue about that but like it was just something we would talk about you know and that was always the one not always the one because there were times where he did see me sad and he saw that I was just tired of his shit, that he was always sad too. So, like, he just decided to change the mood. I was like, you could fake it if you want, but I just don't want to see you sad around me because it makes me sad, you know? Like, just don't do it for me anymore. Do it for this baby, you know? At least think about the baby, you know? I want you to live in the moment with me because I'm pregnant, you know? I want to be happy about this. I want to live in the moment, like... Every day I wake up and I say hello to this baby. And I just pray to God that this baby's fine, you know. And he would, like, from that moment that he saw me and that I told him that, like, he started to be a little bit different with me, you know. He would kiss my bellies in the morning when he would, um, when he would go to work and then he would, um, kiss my belly at night when we would go to bed oh god I just teared up thinking about that just saying that made my made my heart glow it's just it's hard you know when you think about all of these you know memories 
like it's just you know everything that you go through when you have APS like these are scars that are left within you you know they're they're scars that you have to heal and um for me I felt like it was very hard for me you know because for him to do something nice you know it's very hard sometimes when I mean he has to see you broken first for him to do something nice for you you know and I feel like he saw me suffer so much because I really wanted this baby you know he knew my wishes of being a mom <laughs> he knew my wishes of being a mom was like thinning down like the possibilities were just thinning down and like for him to just just a simple kiss you know made everything better and you know months weeks went by okay so i'm trying not to cry anymore so let's just change the topic <laughs> oh my god okay so um weeks went by and he did change and then i was at my around 13 or 14 weeks from now and um it was the same thing you know nothing had changed still no heartbeat and i had came one day i woke up and i felt very sick and about morning sickness yes i had morning sickness but i never threw up you know i was always nauseous the foods like i didn't want to eat anything i didn't want to smell anything everything made me sick you know but that day i remember that day in particular you know specifically that day that i felt very sick to the stomach and i wasn't feeling pregnant you know and i don't know if, if any of you ladies been through this but like i just like through your whole pregnancy loss i don't know how your symptoms were but for me i feel like my first symptom and like a first red flag for me was not feeling pregnant anymore and that was very alarming to me and i was very scared because my boobs were hurting since day one since i found out i was pregnant they were tender and they hurted so much oh my god i had no i was always nauseous i was always craving you know not a day i wouldn't want coconut water i was always craving coconut and coconut water so my husband would always take me out for coconut and coconut water um <laughs> and um that day i was i wasn't feeling it you know i was just like something's going on something isn't right and when i went to my daily my weekly checkup to the midwife i was like okay so it's 14 weeks please tell me that by now you can hear a heartbeat and she was checking and no luck no heartbeat and I told her, I was like, okay, that's it. 
I'm done, you know, and she was just, I was alarmed, you know, I was already alarmed because that day was the day I was feeling sick to the stomach and I was just like, okay, um, I have something to tell you and I feel very alarmed, I feel very disappointed, you know, I was feeling all these things and I was just letting my soul out to my midwife and I was like, I don't feel pregnant anymore and I'm very concerned and so what should we do from from here, you know? Because something's going on. And I know something's going on because ever since my last pregnant, ever since my last ultrasound, my bad, ever since my last ultrasound, I haven't seen another ultrasound. I've, I've, there's no heartbeat and I'm feeling sick, like very, very sick, like, I want to throw up now, you know, and I don't feel pregnant. My boobs don't hurt anymore. I have no cravings. Like, my hormones are going down. And she was concerned too. And she was like, So you don't feel pregnant anymore? I was like, No, I don't feel pregnant. And then she she was worried and she was like, Okay, so I'm just going to send you to the ER because I am concerned now because you're right, you know? There is no heartbeat. I haven't found a heartbeat. You're 14 weeks, so something's going on. And I was like, oh, dear God. You know, in the back of my head, I felt like I was going to go through the same process, you know, of losing a fifth baby. And all I could think about was the baby and my husband, you know, once again, being heartbroken. And then, you know, she writes up a letter and she sends me to the emergency room and she was like don't go to the normal emergency room there's an emergency room for pregnant women in the second or third floor and I was all like great you know that's very good to know because I did not know that you know I was like there's so many things I don't know you know I didn't know there was such a thing and I was happy when she when she told me I was happy. I was like, good, because I don't have to wait. You know, you know when you go to the emergency room, you have to wait hours. I mean, 24 hours or 72 hours. It's just crazy. The emergency room is the last place where I want to be in, you know, because they never like they don't even care if you're pregnant or not. Like they just have to see you dying and bleeding to death for them t- for you to like go straight into the room. Or else you'll just be waiting there for hours and hours and hours. And then she was like, go to the pregnancy ER. And I rushed, you know. My sister-in-law was with me, you know. My husband wasn't with me. He was um, working that day. And I remember I felt very scared, you know, because he wasn't by my side. Every time I'm with him... I feel strong, you know? I feel strong when he's around me, but when he's not with me and these things are happening to me, you know, when something bad's about to happen, you know, and he's not around, I feel very insecure and I feel very, you know, I just feel weak when he's not around, okay? And um, I was with my sister-in-law we went she you know she rushed me to the er she went upstairs with me you know i was having like these cramps these very bad cramps i was in a bad mood that day okay because i was just fed up and i was concerned a lot of things were happening that day you know my body was feeling weak 
and you know I felt very sick and I was very concerned you know and I was praying you know I was always praying um so I got in the car I was low-key pissed you know and I told her I was like man like I can't believe this is happening again I'm losing this baby again and she was concerned too she was like oh my god I hope you don't like my brother's gonna be so devastated and I'm just like oh my god I already know you don't have to tell me things I already know like just tell me something I don't know and just tell me give me some inspiration give me some hope and like she would just she just drove as fast as she could and then we got there and I think she was talking to her brother because he was he was always you know every time I had an appointment he was always there you know and since he wasn't there for this one he was just so concerned because you know I was still bleeding but this time I had bled even more you know and he was just concerned and when I went to the ER the lady um that had attended me she was like okay so what's going on and I was like can I please get a wheelchair because I cannot walk and she was like oh yes she was like, in fact, I was about to ask you if you wanted, when you look in pain, are you okay? And I was like, no, I am not okay. I am bleeding. You know, I've been bleeding since the beginning of this pregnancy. And I just, I poured my whole soul out to that lady, you know, and I feel bad because I shouldn't have raised my voice at her. But at this time, I was just frustrated because it's been three months. I've gotten nowhere. I've had no answers. I've. I just I was just worried about the baby because it was just so long that I haven't seen my baby in an ultrasound or heard his heartbeat, you know. So if you put yourself in my shoes or if you've been through this, then you would understand what I was going through. And trust me, when I said I was frustrated, I felt so hopeless. Like I was like, I just might as well, might as well, I'll be my own doctor and I'll just do this myself if I have to, you know? And, um, she was like, yes, okay, um, what is this letter for? And then I told her, and I was like, um, the, my doctor, my midwife sent me to the ER room because she can't find a heartbeat and it's been a while and I've been bleeding and da 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 da. And she read the letter and she was like, okay, let's get you a room. And then, this other lady came in and she was like, what is she doing here? She's not supposed to be here. Da, 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 da. And I was just like, oh my God. Like, And she was like, she's supposed to be in the ER downstairs. So apparently the ER for pregnancy was supposed to be for women who were, what, 24 weeks and up. And I was only like 14 weeks. And then the lady was all like, oh, I already checked her in here. So... You know and then the lady was like okay fine like and then the boss came i don't know if that lady was the boss or was like above her or i don't know who she was but she was just screaming at her and then this other lady came and she was just screaming at everybody that i wasn't supposed to be there and i was just getting pissed you know because i was like okay like for heaven's sakes like 
can someone just get me a damn room because I am in pain and I want to lay and I'm stressed like I was like if something doesn't get done right now I'm going to scream my head off you know and then the lady like the boss came in and she was like oh I'm sorry honey you're not supposed to be here and then I was just like well I'm already here so might as well just check me here and she was just like yeah I mean I guess might as well and I was like well fuck yeah you know (laughs) so um I got in the robes you know got undressed whatever and then there was a lot of people in that room I remember there were like a few students there's always students around there was like a few students and um oh my let me see so apparently i am running out of time i was almost done with this podcast i'm so sorry you guys are gonna have to check out my third podcast if you guys want to hear the end of the story um it was so much suspense but um so you guys i hope that um my story is getting to you guys don't forget to um let people let women aware be aware of APS please talk about it please share it please help you know you might be helping someone that doesn't know about APS you know and um thank you for listening I appreciate it you know I almost went off you know (laughs) didn't even check the time sorry you guys but please check out and stay tuned for my third podcast um and yeah have a blessed day and share and like I will hear uh, see you guys hopefully in my next podcast bye